When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki, and I'm here this afternoon with none other than Jeff Provine, longtime friend of the show, and we are talking about his new book, which is uh, Secret Oklahoma City for a Halloween special episode for you guys. So welcome back, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. It's spooky season officially. I always know it's um, spooky season, or at least like my indication of it is when it gets just about that time of year that I want to reread this one particular nonfiction book that is kind of spooky-ish. So I I always read Piercing the Darkness in the fall, which is like a, it's a, it was written in 1997 or 98 by Catherine Ramsland, and it's basically like about the vampire subculture in the 90s. Mm. So it's very fun. And it's got like this true crime story in it too, which makes it even better. But yeah, so mm-hmm. so it is definitely spooky season. Are you doing anything special for spooky season? Uh, ghost tours are back. Yes. After COVID's finally calming down a little bit. Yeah, I saw that we're on a downward trend. Mm-hmm. Like that made me happy. So that's good. So, yeah, keep getting those vaccinations. Yep, keep getting those shots. <laughs> Get those jabs. Oof. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just going to let Jeff take over and kind of tell you guys some of the stories from this uh, Secret Oklahoma City book. I'm super excited. All right. I guess to begin at the beginning, um, I, I, Reedy Press reached out to me and they said, hey, we do this line of like weird stuff that's in different cities and you know we have ones for Boston and Chicago and things. Is, is there anything you could talk about in Oklahoma City? And, uh, yeah, You're like yes. There's so much stuff that we, <laughs> yes. quote-unquote secret, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of secret stuff that we don't talk about. Right, yeah. We, we save that for the the true crime podcast about yes. body parts appearing <laughs> yes. in different buildings. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, this is uh, a little bit different because I do all the haunted books and things mm-hmm. and very geared toward. It's uh, more kind of like supernatural, weird yeah. and obscure things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is book. much more, Hey, isn't this neat? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the subtitle is guide to the weird, wonderful and obscure. Love it. So, which all kinds of wonderful and obscure stuff out there that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a little weird, but like, it's not, spooky or right right it's like when i found out about the tunnels under oklahoma city the um like the ones with the neon lights that connect Mm -hmm. a bunch of the buildings and like my mom told me that back in the 80s which is when i think she was working downtown there were bars down there Mm -hmm. it was like the place to go after work and there were cafes where they would have lunch and if you go in there now it's basically there's not a whole lot of like that going on in the yeah, tunnels. Yeah, there's a few cafes and things. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's neon lit. It's really cool. But mm-hmm. it is kind of one of those weirder things that even growing up in Norman and more, I didn't know about it until yeah. I was like a teenager. So mm-hmm. And lots of local art now. It's like a, yeah. like a mile-long art gallery. Yes, and there's lots of stuff about like the oil industry, mm-hmm. like lots of uh, photographs of stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. 
It's pretty cool, right? But yeah, so regale us with the tales of secret Oklahoma City. Uh, Well, I uh, like to arrange things a little bit chronologically, right? So Mm -hmm. we can kind of get a picture of where things come from. Okay. uh, Oklahoma City is actually a lot older in this area than I thought. So, which, I mean, you would typically, I mean, you go back uh, to prehistoric times, European speaking, and there's buffalo hunting legends and things. Yeah. This is a a big thing. But even... uh, white folks moving through what became Indian territory. Um, um, Washington Irving, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. True story. So he was coming back from his pseudo ambassadorship in Spain and on, I met up with a bunch of weird guys like a pseudo count from Switzerland and a professional adventurer and all these guys. And they were like, yeah, we're going to meet up with some of our military buddies and we're going to go take a tour of the prairies. Do you want to come? That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. And so, absolutely, and and you can go read Tour of the Prairies. It's uh, Gutenberg um, has it out there now for free. So, okay, uh, check it out and get some really verbose description of uh, just the uh, strange perspective on what we we live in today. Yeah, oh, like that's interesting. The trees end, and then it's just endless open space forever. Yeah, yeah. and it terrified them. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh. So. Oh, I had never thought about that, but that would be kind of, if you had never seen mm-hmm. land that just went on, like, you know how they, Johnetta always says that uh, in the prairie or in Kansas or Oklahoma where it's really flat, you can watch your dog run away for a week. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, <laughs> if you've never seen that and you've only seen like mountains and trees and kind of this very limited horizon of what you see, yeah, that could be kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so very. So they would like jog back into the trees to camp because they were worried mm. that people were going to find them. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean. That's which, interesting. Maybe so. Yeah. Um, and I guess not necessarily a ghost story, but they they spotted this white Mustang that kept following them and messing with really? them for a while. Uh, which a big deal uh, all through the prairies for like 60 years, they had the legend of the white Mustang, this uncatchable wild horse that was just absolutely amazing. And yeah. And he, he apparently sighted it and uh, took off and nobody could catch it. And yeah. Oh my so gosh. That would have been just about Arcadia, a little bit North of Arcadia. Okay. And you can drive up there and they have a little info thing mm-hmm. on this is probably where the campsite was based on how he was describing everything through the journal. Right. Uh, and then he basically goes down I-35 and, and Moore has a buffalo hunt and shoots a buffalo. And, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, oh and, my gosh. And then kind of jogs back on 240, give or take. Yeah. And yeah. So. And this is hmm. Washington Irving who wrote, is that who it is? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Yeah. Hollow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, is, that is wild. Oh, so, my gosh. What, what a connection. Yeah. I didn't know that we had a connection to Washington Irving. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a visitor. Yep. So uh, so that's the 1830s. And then 1840s, uh, this was the the middle route to go for mm-hmm. the gold rush in California. Mm-hmm. So lots of folks passing through there. Oh, yeah. Uh, learned about Reno. So Reno, major road in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. older than the town, because that was the old military wow. road running out to Fort Reno back in the 1870s. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So, not, not, uh, I never made yeah. that connection in my mind somehow that know, like right? Reno and Fort Reno, but that mm-hmm. makes total sense. So, uh, and then the railroad came through uh, two years before the town. So there was Oklahoma Station was technically the name of this oh, place. Wow. Yeah. Um, but on the mail, everybody wrote Oklahoma City. Yeah. So finally, um, it was like officially 1920, they mm-hmm. actually changed it. So it was 
technically Oklahoma Station, but that's you interesting. Was yeah. City. yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, just all kinds of weird little bits of, huh, what's that? Yeah. Um, and some of them are pretty spooky. Like there's the legend that the first mayor of Oklahoma City, William L. Couch, uh, died in a gunfight. Oh. Uh, which is almost true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was uh, elected on our, our, our mayor May 1st, uh, 1889. So the first election they had. And then the riots broke out. And you know, since we had these two rival governments and different people yeah. saying they're in charge. And the Supreme Court finally sorted it out and had another election. And he won that one, too. Okay. So either way, however you want to count it. Uh, but then later he um, stepped away from being mayor since he... Uh, technically lived outside of city limits when they got those established. Okay. Uh, but the land that he claimed, two other guys also claimed. So hmm. they, they'd be out there looking at each other across <laughs> these 160 acres. And finally, that March decided they were going to settle it. And so they had a duel. Oh, and, wow. And he didn't win. That is, so. It's so crazy to think that like that was a way to settle disputes. Yeah. It, back in the day, like over anything, like if it was over a girl, if it was over like land, like mm-hmm. anything like that, you know, it's like, well, we'll just figure out who wins by killing one of us. <laughs> I mean, it does settle the matter. It does. So. It yeah. does. Technically, it's a very clean settlement. Yep. Yeah. 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 But probably shouldn't go back to that. Probably that might be, not. Might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it gives us weird stories like that. That's so, true. Yeah. And well, he didn't die in the fight. He died of his wounds afterward. Okay. Uh, but he had a big funeral procession, April 22nd, uh, 1890. So yeah. the first anniversary of the land run, they, they oh also my. had the mayor funeral. Oh my gosh. Doesn't, doesn't seem like a good omen. <laughs> yeah. Very, very strange. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Other fun bits. Uh, we have uh, Will Rogers Airport, right? And everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, Oklahoma City has an airport named yeah. after a guy who died in a crash. Well, that's, yeah. that's not quite true. We have two airports named after two guys who died in the same <laughs> crash. Since yes. we also have Wiley Post up yes. on the north side. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had never really thought about that, but that is... That's interesting. Yeah. It's so. like, why Why would you pick that particular person? <laughs> Which I I, uh, I I wondered that. But like, if you look at their lives, like they, oh, yeah, they were calculated yeah. risks. Like they knew yeah. that there was always the chance mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to happen. But uh, Will Rogers, especially, because he never flew mm-hmm. much of anything. He'd always just tag along. Yeah. Uh, with, But without him showing that you can do passenger air mm-hmm. travel and, and hopping on these mail planes and things. Yeah. Like I mean, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Things would have been slowed down decades. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. So he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just, uh, gave everything I had, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and he's sort of a, even aside from like the flying stuff, he's such a, an Oklahoma, um, icon for sure. Yeah. Like with everything that he mm-hmm. did. So, Yeah. So it, it's worth a joke, too. Yeah, so it is, he'd, definitely. He'd, he'd, it's a fitting reminder. He, he'd have a good laugh at that. Yeah. I, I'm always, like, flying is one of my biggest fears. Like, I, I don't know why. I mean, I know that your odds in die, of dying in a plane crash are so, like, significantly lower. But, like, that doesn't help when you're up in the air and you hit, like, really rough turbulence. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like all of that logic just goes mm-hmm. out the window. And it's like, no, for real, I'm going to die right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, just got a deal. One of the worst, worst turbulences I ever experienced was when I was on my way to Norway. And that was the sucky part because it was on the flight. We flew from here to Houston, Houston to New Jersey, New Jersey to Norway. And it was on the leg that was from Houston to New Jersey. <laughs> so it was kind of like, 
well, <laughs> you have to get on the next plane. Like, you mm-hmm. can't really, like, just decide that you're not going to. So, oh, God, it was awful. <laughs> oh, uh, well, let's most intense collective prayer I've ever been a part of was landing in Queens, New York oh, during gosh. an ice storm. Oh, gosh. Because it was zero visibility they were doing everything on oh, instruments lord until oh yeah you got underneath the clouds and then there were building tops like oh my gosh yeah that's terrifying crazy, so. yeah that was kind of my experience on that flight to new jersey it wasn't stormy or anything but there was just such bad turbulence that the people beside me and in front of me were starting to tell each other that they loved each other and that it was going to be okay or that they would see them in the next life like it was that's always fun when everybody starts panicking (laughs) well i mean maybe it's a positive thing that's true yeah Yeah. i mean i guess that's good they had they had their priorities straight i on the other hand was just panicking (laughs) (laughs) um so there's another weird thing um i guess more historical stuff we uh one of the biggest oil spills of all time, the Wild Mary Sudic Derrick. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, happened in kind of what is now East Moore. Oh, I didn't. So, yeah. I have no idea. I've never even heard about that. So, oh, what happened? Sure. Yeah, so um, the Oklahoma City oil field going crazy in the late twenties, mm-hmm. and they were just putting in as many Derricks as they could. And yeah, one of them didn't have very good care on it i mean it was kind of the, a perfect storm of the stuff had gotten rusty and the guys weren't taking yeah. care of it and like christmas was coming up all just all mm-hmm. kinds of bad stuff and then uh gas built up and then it blew and mm-hmm. uh sprayed hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil oh, up into wow. the air uh, and the south wind caught it and blew it all the way to the state capitol so all the the brownstone or, or oh, the gray stone gosh. started getting all these black speckles on it and then the north wind switched over and just, <laughs> And OU campus got covered, and wow, yeah, just tons how do you and clean tons up it. something like that? Uh, lots of sand. Yeah, basically just have to scrub it and bury it. Yeah, at that oh, point because it's it's not useful for anything. It's, yeah, yeah, mm. and they had to invent new technology to be able to drill down next to it and cap it. Wow. Yeah. It was, oh my gosh just for days and days and days this that's crazy there. yeah that is which so. like you could smell the fumes so like yeah. people were advised for a couple of miles like don't use lamps and yeah oh yeah. my god <laughs> a couple of miles wow that is who that's so. intense yeah so always always something a little bit interesting or uh, a couple years later 1950 we had the escape of leapy the leopard from the zoo from the Oklahoma City Zoo? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I like this story already. Yeah, it, it's, uh, my dad actually told me this the first I'd heard of it. He was just, gosh, like three or four at the time. He what said, year was it again? 1950. Okay. okay. So uh, his big memory, he said, was they had to keep all the trash in the garage. They couldn't put it out on the curb. Because uh, Leapy might come by. Right. Yeah, because people were nervous <laughs> yeah. that they were feeding him and so forth. Yeah. And they were trying to think. And they had le- leopard sightings all over the place, which, of course, people are going to be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, leopard. yeah. But, like, mm. there's some pretty credible yeah. sources. Yeah, I imagine some of them really did. Probably. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was just kind of skulking around. Um, and everybody went nuts. They called in the National Guard. And big... is... <laughs> Why is this not in an Oklahoma history class? Because that would yeah. be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, so, oh my gosh. Here's why we don't panic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was like front page news internationally. Wow. Life magazine came out and took pictures. And That's crazy. They had professional big game hunters fly down from Denver to like skulk around. What a scene. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. That is so, it's, it's kind of, it sounds like a, a movie almost. Like, it would make a good yeah, movie. Yeah, it would make yeah, a good movie. Dear Netflix. Yes. Dear we'll, Netflix. We'll do a, 
uh, CG lion, so we don't even have to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Be great. So, yeah. Um, but uh, he really didn't get too far from the zoo. They left out mm-hmm. a bunch of horse meat with tranquilizers in him mm-hmm. for him, and he he uh, he was apparently too scared to eat around, so people really didn't have to worry oh, wow. about their yeah. things, their trash or anything. Mm-hmm. He, so he just gorged on it once he got it, which. Unfortunately, then they found him and they mm-hmm. weren't able to resuscitate him. And, oh, that's sad. But, yeah. But happy ending to the story. He was stuffed and put back in the zoo. Yeah. And got 16,000 letters of uh, oh, fan wow. appreciation. Oh, things, my gosh. So. Do they still have him at the zoo somewhere? I've been told he's in storage in the museum, the zoo okay. down oh, there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's a little, little wear for tear there. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, um, but still doing proud. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I can't believe I've never heard that. That's a great story. Yeah. Which there's all kinds of weird uh, uh, zoo stories like um, the hippopotamus song. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yes. Yes. Yep. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City native. She moved mm-hmm. up to Kansas and then got her music career going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, Oklahoma City jumped on that being Oklahoma City native. And oh, yeah. Had yeah. people donate pennies. And that's how we got. Uh, Matilda the hippopotamus for decades down at Oak. Oh my gosh. Uh, they did the same thing for the uh, Judy the elephant. Yes. Lots of I remember. Listeners. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Judy the elephant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My grandma always told me that story about Judy. And I feel like one of the elders in my family told some story about the girl who sang the hippopotamus song. Like maybe they had lived in the same area or oh, I believe it. something yeah. like that. Or they had known her as a child or whatever it was. I don't remember. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally hometown person they, yeah they got to come from somewhere so oh, why yeah. not here yeah exactly uh other cool zoo story so the uh, uh called the lincoln zoo is what where mm-hmm. it is now oklahoma city zoo but it used to be down on the river uh kind of across from where wheeler park is now okay uh that was the original zoo and really uh, yeah that was the big delmar gardens the yeah. place to hang out and okay uh, they had uh theaters there and um um not Lugosi, Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney Sr. Oh, wow. Uh, hung out there for quite a while during part of his career. That's before cool. Before he got into movies. Yeah. Uh, and there's a legend that uh, Lon Chaney Jr. was um, made there, I guess. What's yeah. The, what's the correct term? He and his conceived. wife. Conceived. There you yes. go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, and there's a couple of other places. That well, that's kind of cool. That, yeah. I hope that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Some kind of connection. But uh, 1923, there was a big flood. Okay. Uh, and lots of towns around uh, central Oklahoma talk about the flood, 1923 mm-hmm. and things. Uh, and it came through Oklahoma City so fast that the zookeepers uh, couldn't, like, safely rec- uh, save mm-hmm. the um, animals. So they just unlocked the gates and ran. Oh, wow. So we had all these deer and coyotes and yeah. a, a bear, a honey yeah. bear. Uh, and just all these animals running loose in floodwaters, and when they had to run around and catch them again. Wow. And, oh, yeah. my gosh. It was like the Tigernado before the Tigernado. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, fun times. Oh, yeah. All throughout. It's always fun when the wild animals from the zoo get loose. That's always <laughs> exciting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, um, and uh book also talks a lot about modern stuff, too. So, mm-hmm. not, not just historical weird bits, but mm-hmm. things uh, you can go out and, and go see today. Okay. Um, Talk a lot about the museums around town. Yeah. So, like the American Pigeon Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been? I haven't. So, oh what is gosh. the deal with that? What is? What exactly is it? It is amazing. It changed my life. Okay. Like, which is weird. I gotta to go. Say, I've seen yeah. it many times. I've driven by it. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. which yeah, I'm used to not be a fan of pigeons at all. Just street vermin. Like yes, but, yeah, rats um, with wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's funded by uh, the American Racing uh, Pigeon Racing mm-hmm. folks. 
Okay. Uh, and they really put together an awesome museum. Pigeon racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. a whole thing. I need to go up there. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, they have a library built up, and they have all these uh, clocks that are yeah. like radio timed. And yeah, oh, that's cool. The, like invented technology so they could show whose pigeons are fastest. And that's really cool. Yeah. There yeah. is nothing I love more than like very niche specific like <laughs> things like that where people are like really passionate about it and they create this technology just for this like pigeon racing <laughs> kind of a thing. I love that. And I also love like n- very niche drama, like drama within the art world or something <laughs> like with the uh, pink and black paint, that whole thing. And oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stuart Semple, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely visit the museum and you can okay. get a, get a taste on some of that in their library okay. and competitors. And Perfect. Uh, and also go on a sunny day cause they have some pigeons who live there. Oh uh, really? And they, they have the museum shows, you know, thousands of years of pigeon mm. development and That's how they've so been grown cool. for their plumage and stuff. And you can pet wow. the pigeons and wow. Like, yeah. It's really exciting. That's interesting. Oh my gosh. I've seen it many times, but I had no idea that it was that cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So definitely. And it's free, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, no reason not to go. That's super just, cool. Yeah. Pick a good day and yeah. uh, maybe even call ahead to make sure they got the pigeons coming out. Yeah. I mean, they're just you wouldn't adorable. Wanna, yeah. You wouldn't want to miss that part yeah. for sure. Yeah. Totally yeah. awesome. Uh, speaking of petting stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you can go down to Stockyard City. They've got the um, uh, uh, Rattlesnake and Venom Museum. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've wanted to go there. I haven't been there yet either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Which um, part of this putting the book together was I had to go to all these places. Yeah. And, yeah. So, oh, that's so awesome. my whole to do list is pretty much checked off now. Just yeah. Because like I, I got to get the the lowdown and it's oh, yeah. awesome. They have just row after row after row of all these fascinating creatures mm-hmm. and got folks that will talk to them about them and um, like the the Gabon viper. Which yeah. Is this weird little stubby thing that like if you look at it it'll kill you. Like, oh it's my gosh. So yeah. unbelievably poisonous and it yeah and this little little, little dwarpy thing right yeah. there. It's just <laughs> so like tiny. Newer. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, oh my gosh. Oh and they also have Mutley, so not poisonous, but mm-hmm. uh, Galapagos turtle tortoise. Oh. So son of one of the tortoises up from the Oklahoma City Zoo. Oh really? And he is just adorable. He loves getting petted. Mm-hmm. So Do you know um, how old he is? Uh, he should be, gosh, only like 40 or 50 years old. Okay. So not, yeah. not super old. Yeah. By yeah. Yes. By, stand, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by Galapagos tortoise standards, he's mm-hmm. very young. Yeah. He's a little yeah. whippersnapper. Yep. So, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So he's, uh, I said he's, um, also a pretty big goober. He'll just mm-hmm. lay out in the sun all day and. Oh, uh, yeah. that's so, so cute. I need to go see him. <laughs> yeah, highly recommend. Um, what else? Oh, the Banjo Museum. Been to the Banjo Museum? I haven't been there. I've heard yeah. of it. Also, another thing to check okay. off the list. Um, it does Didn't cost Steve a little bit. Steve Martin go mm-hmm. there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you okay. can go see. They have a case with his banjo that was awarded to him. Okay, yeah. Uh, for his lifetime achievement in the arts uh, from uh, not Carnegie Hall, but uh, Kennedy Center. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, and they will open your eyes on banjos, which I was yeah. thinking banjos are kind of cool. And mm-hmm. like, that's what they had in deliverance, right? Yeah. That's like, all I know about them. Oh my yeah. gosh. No, like, uh, they trace its roots back through, um, tying them with, uh, uh, slaves who are making their own instruments really linking together uh drums and strings mm-hmm. like musically it's super fascinating instrument. oh yeah okay yeah yeah i had never thought about that but yeah it is like yeah yeah drums and strings um, and then when uh 1920s 30s music jazz and mm-hmm. things get going it's it can be played fast enough yeah like a lot of the other instruments just aren't fast enough to keep up with what right? you want to do for the songs but yeah. banjos can so they were huge like people really making millions of dollars back 
and that money mm-hmm. as performers and traveling nationally and internationally. And wow, yeah, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, so they got like diamond encrusted gold banjos up there, just like that's people crazy. from their collection. Oh yeah, my gosh, that's so cool. So what we need is a Steve Martin movie where there's a heist at the banjo museum. Uh, obviously. Yeah. So Netflix. Yes. Get on that one too. <laughs> That's right. There's a lot happening in Oklahoma yeah, we'll City a, that you we'll need to cover. Oklahoma City series. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It can be one of those like anthology series where oh, like yeah. really famous people are in each, each episode and Steve Martin can be in the banjo heist. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oklahoma stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. We can do that. <laughs> so, um. Definitely check that out, the Railroad right. Museum, uh, if you haven't been up there. I haven't been there. Uh, it's it's very cool getting to check out all the Where the is that themselves. one? Uh, it's a little bit south of the zoo, kind okay. of also by the Firefighters Museum. Yeah, I know where that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which mm-hmm. also mind-blowing on yeah. fire technology. and That's, and that's really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the coolest thing I thought about the Railroad Museum was that they... Uh, have camps, which not like a camp, but like a Saturday morning, you can come out and learn how to drive a diesel engine. And that's cool. Drive it around. Yeah. Oh, that's really so, cool. Yeah. So that's on my bucket list. Yeah, for sure. Which I guess that's the thing about bucket lists. You check stuff off and then you add two or three more things. And, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's super fun. So I actually have, um, a girl that I was friends with when I was little and her father is the one that that monument is based on. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he was the firefighter that lost his life helping someone. And not that that does, I mean, there are other firefighters, of course, who did. But, um, yeah, that was, and she was there when they commemorated it and everything. And so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic museum. Um, just row after row after row of different fire trucks from different mm-hmm. makes and different years. And That's so cool. How they do different things. Yeah. And, yeah. And the first ever uh, fire station in Oklahoma is Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma city. It wasn't built here. It was up in Fort supply. Okay. Uh, so which back then it was kind of weird to have a building dedicated as a fire station. Yeah. They they basically, well, basically they just use gardening tools and Mm -hmm. would try to like put out the flames best they could. Oh man. Um, but by the time Fort supply was around, they had enough technology Mm -hmm. that they had this dedicated little wooden shed. I remember there's, um, obviously this isn't in Oklahoma, but talking about fires in previous centuries, there's an episode. Have you watched Outlander? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Really good because Diana Gabaldon is actually a Scottish history scholar, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. So it's very, the books are really good because it's like very engaging, like for a modern audience, but she does a really good job of making the history real and that sort of stuff. And I think they did that well on the show too, but there's an episode where um, a family's house is being burned down because I guess they didn't pay enough in their taxes or whatever it was, or the highwaymen just set it on fire. And I was thinking about it as I was watching it and like, there's nothing they could have done back then if your house was burning like that. Like there would be no chance of salvaging anything. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to think about when the first fire stations became a thing, like, and they had like the fire truck and fire hydrants and stuff like that. So, yeah. So go check it out. Fire museum. Uh, gosh, what haven't we talked about? Uh, oh, I guess kind of more, um, weird modern stuff like, mm-hmm. uh, Stenchcomb Park up mm-hmm. north of Lake Overholzer. Half of it doesn't have any paths to it. Like you have to go to it by boat. Really? Yeah. Kind of with this, it's, so That's it's wetlands. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it, they'd set it aside as a reserve. So it's mm-hmm. you know, part of the park service. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a nice, really nice walking trail up on the east side of it, mm-hmm. but the whole west side, like you have to rent a little canoe and. 
Oh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, you can bring your own canoe for those yeah. of us who have them. Yeah. Um, but canoes kinda, are kind of Yeah, it's super peaceful. Yeah, yeah. I um, in 2019, me and a friend of mine um, went on a mid uh, moonlight kayaking thing at Lake Overholster. And I kind of wonder if they took us up there because it was very mm-hmm. much like yeah. you had to get, you had to go under the bridge mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. go up into the canal and stuff like that. And we didn't go all the way. But we went a fair ways and then turned around and everything. And it was beautiful, even yeah. at night. Like, But oh, yeah, wow. it was very wild, like very yeah. not developed or anything. And me and my friend kept joking. She was like, this is the perfect place to spot a werewolf. <laughs> and it was around Halloween. So Yeah. The Werewolf yeah. Stinchcomb Park. That exactly. could be another episode. Yes, this exactly. <laughs> yeah. It started here, folks. <laughs> um. Let's see. Uh, other kind of, I guess, weird stuff like the radio, uh, the uh, rodeo cinema, the movie house down in the um, uh, Stockyard City mm-hmm. uh, was a movie house back originally. So, okay. like, they, it's a hundred years later, and you can go watch movies like the Cowboys did. Oh wow! Yeah, which is kind of a weird thought, but like that's. Co- I mean, it reminds yeah. me of that scene in uh, uh, Tombstone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's interesting. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, it's um, just kind of those little bits and bops that you never really think about. Mm. And, but here's the explanation of why. Like the uh, milk bottle building up mm. on Class Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like why is there a milk bottle? Right. Uh, well, as the Triangle Grocery Store was mm-hmm. built on, on, you know, three street intersections, pretty mm-hmm. awesome place to be, but bigger buildings were built around it. So he got kind of um, choked out of people wanting to stop and get groceries because, you know, they just drive by it and don't think about yeah. it. So he needed... Uh, some kind of advertisement and it needed to be super narrow and super tall. Yeah. And he's like, well, what's super narrow and super tall? I'm like, Oh, a milk bottle. And yeah. So they, they just put together the sheet metal milk bottle. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, it seems completely insane. Good advertising. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. yeah. Which it's, I think advertising, I, my mom was an advertising major and she said one of the things that they taught her was it doesn't matter if the ad's stupid. What matters is if someone remembers it. <laughs> That's true. Stupid yeah. sells. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, a giant milk bottle, that's great, because I mean, nobody's going to forget that. Yeah, people are still mm-hmm. driving by and stopping and taking pictures to this day. Exactly. So, yeah, smart yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I guess, uh, if you've been out on Choctaw Road over east of town, they've got uh, the giant uh, Sonic drink cup. Out there. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, so as you're heading out on 240, um, mm-hmm. once you pass Choc- or as you're approaching Choctaw Road, they got the Sonic up there. Okay. And uh, they took one of the... Uh, firefighting uh, water towers. Mm-hmm. So it's not potable water or anything. It's just mm-hmm. reserved for yeah. firefighting. Uh, and instead of just having the, you know, this big drum out there, they painted yeah. it up like a sonic cup with That's all the fruit stuff on it. Oh and my they have gosh. a straw sticking out the top. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, so, that I mean, is fun. People make road trips just to go get pictures with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So next nice day. Yeah. Right? Next just, time. Yeah. Cause I know where that sonic is and I don't know how I can't place the giant cup. So yeah, I'll have to look for it yeah. the next time I'm out there. <laughs> Um, so tons and tons of weird little things to do all over town. Um, and one of the things this, this is a fun fact that I saw in there is that Ralph Ellison was actually from Oklahoma city. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know like some people know that, but not, not a lot of people know that I think. I, yeah, I didn't know it until, um, gosh, doing the research for the Mm -hmm. haunted Oklahoma city book a few years ago. Uh, Mm Because we have Ralph Ellison library. Right. Yeah. I mean, it could have just been named. Exactly. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He's an author. Yeah. It could have just been. Yeah, exactly. But turns out he's a cool guy from Oklahoma city. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, all kinds of fun little uh, history bits. uh, I was reading about him and just a tiny 
piece got put in, uh, mm-hmm. but like he he really wanted to be a trumpeter early yeah. on, and like took a year off from school to so he could learn the trumpet. Yeah, like, uh, and that didn't work out for him, so he you know he just mm-hmm. won prize winning or just yeah. did prize winning literature instead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's so. like well that didn't work out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's cool. Like you can see like, like a lot of his early stuff, the short stories talking mm-hmm. about experiences up at. Uh, being a waiter at uh, Oklahoma City Country Club or mm-hmm. uh, his poem Between Two Frontier Hills. It's mm-hmm. like, that's the hill that Calvary Church is on and the old uh, military Wow. Like, yeah, you can that's just really cool. piece these things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, which also, he would have gone to uh, the old Oklahoma City High School at the same time, um, the original Douglas. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not the new big one, but yeah. uh, uh, he would have been there the same time as uh, Charlie Christian, the guy who invented the electric guitar. Wow. That's so, interesting. Yeah, 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 they were. They probably played music together at some point. That's like, really interesting. It would have been weird if they hadn't. Yeah, like yeah, because like, they were both living here at the same time, right. both super interested in music at the time. Yeah, kind of went different paths. Yeah, so that's interesting. Oh my yeah. gosh! So there's another episode we could do. Some yes, kind of weird crossover between them. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be good. We could do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which the Charlie Christian story, like, it's super fascinating because he was also. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally not into string instruments, which mm-hmm. like we were talking about banjos. I mean, guitars were like a thing you had in the rhythm section to go along with the bass. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you didn't really think about guitars and then mm-hmm. uh, built his own and was experimenting with it and really got into electric guitars and developing music for that. Uh, so early that when uh, his, um, his agent, heard it and thought, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to change everything, which, you know, it did. Yeah. Uh, he took him to Glenn Miller, right? The Glenn Miller oh, band. Wow. Right? Big yeah, band. That's, yeah. that's what's playing right now. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, you got to listen to this. Uh, and Glenn Miller's like, okay, well, you know, I'm busy, but mm-hmm. we'll give him a shot. And yeah. He's, he's kid. And uh, so he came out there and with his amplifier and he's like, ah, no need to plug that in. Like, it's, it's just an instrument. I'm like, mm-hmm. No, because it sounds completely different. He's like, yeah. it's an instrument. How's it going to sound different? Right. And just, and it does. Yeah. So he didn't even have a concept of, that's amazing. Oh uh, yeah, and that's like the guy in music. Oh yeah, then, yeah. Then this young guy comes along with something that he can't even comprehend to the point that uh, Glenn Miller just you know kept him in the band for a while until uh, his agent found out Glenn Miller was hanging out at a club for dinner mm-hmm. and snuck Charlie Christian on stage with his mm-hmm. amplifier to show him what he could be. What that's he could amazing. Do. And oh then my Glenn gosh. Miller's like, all right, we're gonna start our own thing with this. And, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I see what you're doing. Yeah. So. That's cool. Just all happened right there on 2nd Avenue. Oh, my gosh. That's that's so crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this book, it seems like so much fun. And it's a really good, like, uh, a lot of these things you can just go see, like, day trip, kind of, mm-hmm. like, wander around Oklahoma City and see a lot of these things. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Pretty anytime cool. you're bored, just flip through and yeah, just pick you know, a place. Like, oh, let's go to the osteology museum. Which, exactly. Which you should be doing anyway. Yes. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. It is so cool. Oh my gosh. I love that place. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I love that they have, I haven't been there recently, but they, and I know they redid their display during like the height of COVID and everything. But at one point they had an II that have you seen, ever seen one of those before? I-I, the it's little... like a marsupial slash monkey kind of animal. And it's got this long, index finger that's like that much longer than the other fingers and it's because it has this claw on it i sound like such a nerd right now it has this claw on that long index finger or it might be its middle finger i don't know but it taps on the tree to like find where the bugs are 
And then it sticks that finger down in the hole and gets grub worms when it finds them. Yeah. And they have these huge eyes. Like they're just, oh my gosh, they're the coolest little things. And when I was a kid, my grandpa had this animal book that was basically the equivalent of, do you remember when we were younger, the DK books? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like those, but before those were a thing and it was just this animal encyclopedia and we would flip through it and I would sit on his lap and we'd look at all of it. And I would always want to look at the eye eye because it was just (laughs) so strange looking and just super fun. And so, yeah, but they have one of those at the osteology museum. So it was very, very nostalgic for me when I saw that. Gosh, but, yeah. I need to go back now. Yeah. yeah. You have to look for the eye eye and his long claw. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you have anything else that you want to add from the book? I mean, we could talk for hours about every little yeah. thing. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. Um, like the USS Oklahoma, the anchor mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. pulled up and it's here in Oklahoma city. Yeah. yeah dr- drug up from the bottom of the uh, Pacific. That's crazy. Um, we could talk about, um, the exotic animal races over at uh, uh, Remington Park. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah, so uh, it's a fundraiser no they do every spring. Yeah, and uh, they have people who uh, trained up like ostriches and oh zebras and yeah. pigs and stuff. Yeah. And, you can come see, see races race. with exotic animals. Well, that's super fun. I'm gonna have to go do that. Oh yeah. my gosh! So that that's also on the to visit list. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Just all kinds of weird little bips and bops that um you know why not right it has to yeah. be somewhere why not oh here? gosh yeah um so do you want to tell everybody where they can purchase this so this was um all over online right amazon mm-hmm. barnes and noble and stuff uh we'll also have them at awesome local shops like uh full circle and uh, best of books mm-hmm. and uh you can always catch me on a ghost tour i'll yes, be sure to carry a copy too and and I'm Sign sure if you yeah. if you bought a copy and brought it to a ghost tour, Jeff would sign oh, yeah. it for you. Absolutely, yeah. no question. So yeah, um, well, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. You guys go buy Jeff's new book; it is awesome. It's super cool. Um, and I also have a book coming out right now. It's it's been out for a while when this will air, but it is a horror anthology called The Reunion that me, Marissa, Johnetta, and Katie put together, and it's all stories that are based on urban legends. So. So go buy that too. Go grab those books. But yep. yeah, I read it this morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. I'll for it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah, we we had a lot of fun putting that together. But yeah, so um, you guys go buy Jeff's book, Secret Oklahoma City, and I will talk to you next time. Stay spooky.